This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer in tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. To infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Joanna Scrapheap Krupnik. And I'm Brian Mirpuk Plopsky, and we're so happy you played into my love for Clone Wars to be with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we are going AWOL and giving you our thoughts on Episode 3 of The Bed Bitch on Disney+. Plus. Some housekeeping in the new year. That's not really New Year anymore, so I shouldn't have said that. Be sure to head to our feed to check out all of our past episodes about Star Wars, where we have covered every episode of Andor, Obi-Wan, Tales of the Jedi, and season one of Bad Batch, long time ago. And if you're not a Star Wars Mm. fan, that's totally fine. Check out our recent episode of Avatar 2, The Way of Water, Wakanda Forever. Shout out to Angela Bassett. Uh, Check out our fun interview with Josh Segarra of She-Hulk. We also covered Best and Worst of 2022, We've done Stranger Things, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power. Are you still listening? Uh, All of that and so (laughs) many more are there on our feed for your enjoyment. Uh, But you may be thinking, how can I keep up with all of this? It was a lot of things that you listed, Joanna. Mm -hmm. Well, it's easy. Just be sure you're subscribed to The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And follow us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at The Nerdverse Pod. Lots of fun stuff happening at The Nerdverse Pod there. But first, as we start all of our episodes, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. I'm doing this now because the news, um, we're doing the new Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer. So for whatever reason, you're just like, don't want any information. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about this week's Bad Batch. Um, We're going to be talking about stuff that we've watched this week. So like I've watched the new National Treasure series. We watched the menu, stuff like that. So this is your spoiler alert alert. Yes. Um, but let's jump right into Nerdverse News. Not a ton of news per se, but, you know, what have you watched recently, Joanna? Because I feel like there's like, I feel like we're catching up from 2022. Yes. I feel like that we're also like watching all the new stuff that's come out. Like I went to see Megan in theaters. Like I totally Ooh. forgot about that to, to talk about that with you. Um, you know, all that fun stuff. So um, what, what have you watched recently? I haven't watched much since we last spoke on Wednesday, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm just, uh, it's, it's unbelievable how much is happening in 2023. There is so much this year yeah. that I, I keep like I, I I was looking at a list of like the upcoming movies of this year and there are so many and that's not even talking about TV shows. So yeah. I haven't I've, I haven't watched much this week, but I've just been like gearing up, I guess, because it's going to be an insane season. And I'm very excited for The Last of Us, even though I've never played the video game. Which yeah, the, but the reviews for The Last of Us have been absolutely incredible. And what's amazing. Thank God. What's been amazing, it's one, it's it, the reviews are from both non-video game watch players and video game players, which is amazing. Phew. 
Great. The, the second crazy thing is, is that The Last of Us, um, they they gave apparently they gave all nine episodes the full season to reviewers. So it's not like they kept the last episode a secret or anything like that. Well, one, because like, you know, the video games already has two epi- two video right, games. Right. So it's it's not as if like the finale is a surprise if you've played the video games, Mm -hmm. but like still, I think that's incredible. They actually gave out all nine of those. So I, this is, I am, I didn't realize how excited I was for this until this weekend, like until this week. And that's like upcoming. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I just know nothing about it other than the, what I've seen in the trailer. Yeah. So, uh, I'm just I'm just so overjoyed. Um, but you watched the menu, and you hadn't watched it when we last talked. Yeah, um, I finally watched the menu, and I ate it up. <laughs> yes, I devoured it. It was really, really good, and I really liked the ending. Yeah, I loved the ending. Uh, I thought that that was actually one of the strongest parts of the movie because I feel like the movie was pretty predictable overall. That Mm -hmm. did not stop my enjoyment of the movie at all. But I thought that the movie was pretty predictable, but the ending was not as much predictable as the rest of the movie was. And I really appreciated that. I thought it was really smart and clever the way that they ended it. Um, I thought all the performances were good. I really like how blunt it was about what it was trying to say. It wasn't trying to be like elevated in any way. Like the people in that room, it presents itself as elevated, but it's really just a straightforward story. And I, you know, does that make sense? Yes. Do you watch Chef's Table and stuff where it's like totally like paying homage to like Chef's Table on, do you ever watch Chef's Table? I've watched episodes of it. Yes. Where they have like the, the introduction like panel, um, you know, screen of like yeah. what the, the and the descriptions were so funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Anya Taylor Joy was it was very much like a love letter to her. I felt like she was, I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of her face and her just like I think the director really likes her or something. Yeah, but also she was the she was the odd person out. Like she was the yes. one person who wasn't supposed to be there. Um, so like she is our way in to that yes. world but also i understand what you're saying like the, the her the lines that she created the color of her skin versus how kind of like dreary the room was like mm-hmm. all that contrast is definitely like striking of course but yeah. i just absolutely thought that the movie was so well written and well acted and it never tried to be anything more than it was it never tried to say anything deeper than it was saying on the surface like and and i mean that in like a good way like it's it's satirizing not only like culture class culture and things like yeah. that but also you know the current restaurant industry culture and the way that the, the fanboying of chefs and restaurant culture and all that and like literally I, I i i i just i fell in love with this movie i, I think I, this yeah. is an incredible movie this would have been in my top t- 10 things if we if i had seen this before we did our lists and ray fine's just always just oh uh, so that good. clap yes <laughs> yeah it was it was great and it was um it was kind of what i wanted knives out to be like it was it was yeah. i don't know it was a mystery kind of i mean we knew what was sort of gonna happen but we didn't really know how it was gonna end and uh suspenseful 
and enclosed, like almost like a bottle episode. Of yeah, the show. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't that long. I just, yeah, it was wonderful. So I had one gripe, one true gripe with the movie. Oh, what was it? My biggest gripe with the movie was that like nobody fought back. Like the whole time, nobody like really went above and beyond and fought back. And then in the second half, Ray finds the chef makes that comment about like nobody fought back. Like, did you ever think that like why didn't why didn't anyone fight back? Why were you just like totally fine just sitting? They were here? like, yeah, they were like resigned that this was it. Yeah, they were just resigned to this is it. Like the idea that like they started to kind of buy into it. They were still there for the experience. So they still kind of like ate it up because at the end they're saying yes, chef and stuff like that. So like I just thought it was I just thought it was fascinating in general. I I guess I thought it was so violent that like they were like they'll just like throw a knife at our head and we'll die. Yeah, that's also true. But they but could, like, all you, of them could have, I think, t- maybe there were more, I, maybe they made a point of showing there were more sous chefs in the kitchen than there were guests so that they couldn't mutiny or something. Yeah, I, I mean, for sure. But I'm, I'm so happy he brought that up, if that makes sense. Yes. Also, I forgot something I did watch for the first time this weekend that I've never seen. Boogie Nights. Oh, you saw Boogie Nights for the first? What did you think? I want to hear all about your opinion. Oh, my God. I loved it. And I I really didn't know what to expect. Um, of course, I knew I knew about the penis and I knew about Dirk Diggler mm-hmm. uh, and I knew who was in it. But beyond yeah. that, I knew I was like, is this going to be? But it's <clears throat> it's way more Then I didn't remember. It was Paul Thomas Anderson. So I was like, oh, oh sure. wait, this is like a good movie. Yeah. And it's so it's so good. And like. The one shots and and how like the first half is just so and then you get the long William H Macy one shot and then it's a totally different movie yeah and like Julianne Moore and and Mark Wahlberg are so good at being like bad actors in a porno like mm-hmm. you their uh, their performances are really underrated I guess they weren't because like a lot of them got nommed back then but like it was a great movie and not what I expected it to be at all. Yeah, and I think looking back, uh, a lot of Paul Paul Thomas Anderson's movies that he's made after that get a ton of the kind of um, the accolades and all of that stuff. Like you, you know, you have the "There Will Be Bloods" of the mm-hmm. world, and you have the um, uh, like the Master and and all of that stuff. But and like he his portfolio of movies is absolutely insane but this one but this one kind of i and i just don't hear it talked about as much when you're talking about his movies in the same vein that um the other ones are so i'm so happy that you watch it and enjoyed it we're actually talking about i haven't talked about this movie in a long time it's fabulous and it's it's not like my sister started it apparently with her husband and they were like no we turned it off it was like so weird and like strange and like oh my god there's so much just like sex and nudity and so I expected it to just be kind of like a wrong, I guess I expected it to be like, I don't know what I expected it to be like, like showgirls or something like some, Oh, old, sure. Like, like campy, like sexy movie, but no, it's like such a commentary on this stuff. And, and, and it, Oh yeah. It was just yeah. really good. And John C. Riley, like, I mean, it's just Burt Reynolds. So, everything is just great. Here's his, here's his list of movies. And it's insane. Okay. You know, hard eight. Uh-huh. Boogie Nights. Magnolia. Oh, which I haven't seen. Okay, that's next. Pun- Punch Drunk Love. Oh, right. There Will Be Blood. Right. The Master. Right. 
Inherent Vice, mm. Phantom Thread, mm-hmm. and then the most recent Licorice, licorice pizza, pizza, which I didn't see. see. Okay. No, that's the only one on that list that I have not seen. Oh, licorice pizza. Wild. Well, anyway, and, so and he's married to Maya Rudolph. Yes, that I knew. Yeah, yeah. I always know their personal lives. I just don't ever always know their movies. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was okay. Go on. So menu, great. Boogie Nights, great. What else did you watch? Um, I'm I'm rewatching uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Because, oh. uh, I'm watching it specifically for short round. Um, he has been. I loved him in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, but yeah. um, he is all over my. Um, uh, TikTok and all of that stuff, and he His just speech. won the Golden Globe. He's going to win the Oscar. Uh, I think he's a lock to win the Oscar at this point. Um, and uh, I just kind of, you know, I grew up watching Temple of Doom. I love Temple of Doom. Yes. Um, and and it's not, it's my least favorite of the three, but I have a huge nostalgia for it. Um, and uh, I'm just Jamie and I started watching it, and we just had like. I don't know. It was just I like know. it just it opens with the anything goes number, and you have the fantastic sequence and club and Obi Wan nightclub, and then yeah. and I love how the movie is just a chain reaction. The nightclub brings them to the chase scene. The chase scene brings them to the airplane. The you know Lao Shea owns the airplane, so they have to fly, fly. They get abandoned flying over you know India, and then they fall, and then they meet the tribe, and then it, like it, it just I I really enjoy that. I also like that there are no Nazis in this because the prequel like yeah. i just like I, i'm all aboard the temple of dude plus you have kalima shakti you know with the with the heart and all that stuff it's fantastic great and movie what a year i mean um, just getting you it's like what are the what are the chances that like he would have this big year and then we're gonna get temp- with dial of destiny it's just all so much yeah and on top of that you know here he is having a great year and uh and the one man he owes his career to really is Spielberg, who's at all the events this year because he's nominated for Fablements. I know. It's just, yeah, it's it's quite just a lovely. year for nostalgia. I mean, not a year. It's like yeah. the last five years of just nostalgia overload. Yeah, but I would, um, if you haven't watched it in a while, oh, uh, I love Temple to of Doom. Yes. <laughs> I should it? do that. It's, it's definitely racist. Definitely. It's definitely. Sexist. Yeah, absolutely it's all of those things and I, I you know we talk about this a lot but like i can i can recognize the fact that it's these specific things sure. but also there are things to really enjoy about it for sure absolutely absolutely um, and then i've also watched uh, national treasure um edge of history the one on disney plus um i'm not done i'm caught up i think there's a couple more episodes and it is totally mediocre and fine uh, I enjoy it. I think that some of the, the, the actual acting is not great. Uh, I think that some of the plot really gives me cringy feelings in terms of like, it's just so silly and stupid. Um, but again, like it's national treasure. Who cares? I'm, I'm, I love it for the mystery and figuring out all the stuff. And I'm totally into that. It's like, it's like a, it's like a giant escape room TV show. And I'm totally into that. Ooh, I so, like that. I would only watch it if you're like into the National Treasure movies and it's not even as good as the movies. I hope we finally actually do get a third National Treasure movie. But uh, yeah, I'm having a good time. It's a fun thing to put on in the background on like folding laundry or something like that. Yeah, maybe but, I'll do that. Yeah, I watched it on the plane. Uh, I was I, I, I was, went to and from Boston yesterday. So I downloaded two of those episodes and watched them. All the, right. 
the plane ride was long was shorter than the episode. <laughs> Whoa. <coughs> yeah. Um so that's been fun. I've been watching that. I have not I'm not caught up on Willow at all. No, I'm behind, but we'll we'll discuss that I'm when sorry. we finish. Yeah. Um Siri, we don't Siri is Siri's not watching Willow as well. No. Um and then finally we have the new Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer. Oh boy. Joanna Yes. What did you think of the new Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer? Um, oh, God. So many things. So, first of all, it was great. I mean, this is – let's just be clear. I hope everyone expects this will be a CGI fest. This is like a CGI festival. Um, so, I just have to remember that when I go in there. Like, most of this yeah. movie will be done on a green screen. Um, Kang looks amazing. He Amazing. Amazing. Um, I feel like I got chills this time a little bit, especially with that last line. Yeah. Um, also, like, they didn't play the comedy. They went straight for the no. drama of this movie. Right. So I got like, like spooky good chills. Um, spooky good what was chills. that line? I don't have to win as long as we both lose. So mm-hmm. I'm feeling like things don't look so good for Scott Lang. For this yeah, or at but least why original. Are they keep killing parents, like, like I know what's going on, and I don't feel great about who is left for Kang Dynasty, my friend. <laughs> well, here's something that I think. I love this trailer. I thought this trailer was super fun. Uh, we got Modok. Um, we got like a lot of different things in this one. But what I think is most interesting about this trailer, and that where people are talking about on TikTok and whatnot, is that like. People think that Scott's going to die in this one. I definitely think that um, Michael Douglas is going to die in this Hank one. Hank Pym. Hank is going to die in this one, and um, her mother is going. I, but the Michelle Pfeiffer character might die in this one. So, Janet. But I think that I think that the maybe the original Scott Lang dies, and his variant lives on in his place, or something like mm. that. Like that's something that's potentially an option. But again, this seems like it's going to be a passing the torch type of thing. Also, it doesn't feature the wasp like at all. So yeah. I, I'm interested in, in seeing. I mean, she's up in that trailer a lot, though. Yeah, but I don't think she speaks once in the trailer. Yeah, I know, but she trained a lot for this movie. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious what the play is with that. I mean, Scott's the type of person that will absolutely sacrifice himself for the greater good. And 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 Adam Adam uh, Ant Man Scott Lang was incredibly, you know, uh, instrumental instrumental in everything that the Avengers have done up to now. Even though, like, you kind of think he's not that consequential. Yeah, but he is, and I think. I mean, I loved the movies, especially the first one, because it was so small and it was funny. Um, and it was like it was like in a in a room by itself. But this is like there. It's very yeah. clear that they want this to be big and not what the other ones were. Yeah, I also think but I also think in juxtaposition to this being a big CGI fest. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. The other ones are, too, because he's shrinking. Like, let's not let's not pretend. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? But. But I also think that I like that they're going back to his heist roots, that he is an excellent heist, uh, you know, like. That's thief. true. That's and so true. like Kang needs his skills there. I like that. Something that this movie is going to have to really work hard for at the beginning of this movie is um, if he is going to make a deal with Kang against the 
suggestion of, you know, um, the Pims and the Van Dynes and all mm-hmm. of that. I, I This movie has to work very hard to make me believe that he would make that deal um, to get those five years back. Um, I, I you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't think it's about the five years personally. I think something else is at risk or gets screwed up. Yeah, because it maybe, wouldn't just be for five years. Like we've all gotten over that. He should, unless like his life is really horrible, but it shouldn't be. No, but it's also about his daughter. He wants to get the five years with his daughter back. And we also see that one shot of her coming out of jail at the beginning. So maybe she's like, no, it was her. Uh, Oh, that's interesting. But I imagine it was her coming out of jail. And like, we're supposed to assume that like, oh no, she's following his path and he doesn't want that. If he had those five years, maybe she would have avoided like juvie or, and stuff like that. You know, that's just something that I'm thinking about i, I don't like know. what you said about the heist because that is you know sometimes i do get caught in like he's just the suit like the suit anyone can put the suit on right right like right. he does know how to get into the quantum realm like really well because like mm-hmm. you know hank couldn't do that before or whatever yeah but like it's um it's just it's just a little like oh god i really hope i mean his heart is valuable we know that like he will do <coughs> he's a good guy and he'll do mm-hmm. and if we, we have him to thank for everything yeah um, but yeah, so I hope you're right. I hope that there's some catch. Obviously, Kang doesn't lose in this. That's the other thing we have to remember. Or maybe this version of Kang does. You know, like I don't sure. I, I don't know, but I agree with you. Also, like I'm assuming so something that I saw on TikTok. Uh-huh. I'm assuming that the we all have talked about how the bangle and the rings um, from Shang-Chi and from uh, Ms. Marvel may play into this and that technology and, and stuff like that. It certainly looks like the but rings also what's interesting in there, yeah. Yeah. But also what's interesting is on Disney+, Plus, um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has moved up on the suggested line um, uh, uh, in terms of, like, you know, the suggested line of movies. So, um, really? you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So, okay, the Avengers left are Falcon, Florence Pugh, uh, Yelena, Jen Walters, Mm -hmm. Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel can get it. Yep, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and Shang-Chi. I don't feel really great about who's left. No, I mean, you also have Winter Soldier. Did you say Bucky? I didn't say Bucky, but I feel like Bucky is going to be somewhere else. You also have Hulk. Oh, yeah, Hawkeye. you do have the Hulk. Hawkeye's still available, technically. She, well, Katie, uh, Kate, um, I mean, she's available. Am I calling her? Is Katie? Kate. Kate? Um, I, she's good, but, like, she could shoot an arrow. We're not really – we don't know how much training she's – Yeah, we also, have, we also have Moon Knight. Thor is around. Did you, did you say Thor? I didn't say Thor and I didn't say the Guardians because the Guardians movie looks sadder than this one. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm Plus, I'm a little scared. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. We will absolutely see. We don't have Peter Parker. That's no. Sure. I mean, Spider-Man's still around. That's true. And Did you say Doctor Strange. Strange? I didn't say Strange. We missed, we missed like all the Avengers. We missed, so I said four <laughs> Avengers yeah. out of 25. Yeah. Um, we have the Eternals. Thank God. Oh, yeah. We have the Eternals. We have Star Fox. We don't have Star Fox yet. That's true. We have Pip, the bad CGI'd Pip. 
Thank God. <laughs> um, but, but I'm yeah. pumped. I think tickets will go on sale this coming week, so everybody yeah, get ready. I gotta buy my tickets. I'll get those Thursday night. They're tickets. not ready yet, but they no. are. I've been checking, but I am. I'm really excited. I think this is gonna have major implications. Mm-hmm. And um, major implications. Major implications. Extra service. Uh, but so yeah, I'm. I think I'm. I'm like because there's really not much movie wise until the fall for Marvel, right? What are you talking about? What else is there? Guardians. Oh, Guardians. Okay, that and Guardians. Something else, though. Uh, I'll look right now. The Marvel rundown for this year is um, we have uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on February 17th. Mm-hmm. Then we have this is not TV shows because no yeah, TV just shows. Movies. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is May 5th. Okay. Then uh, this is not MCU, but in June we do have Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Can't wait. Uh, then uh, the next one is the Marvels, which comes out in July. Oh, I thought that was fall. Okay, that's okay. There's they're sprinkled throughout the year. Yeah, and then that's it. I don't think there's a fall. There's oh. not an announced fall movie here. Oh my, Loki two. I'll kind of it's a TV show. I know, but that'll be something good this year too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Um, Guardians is going to be sad. I just know it. Yeah. And I don't know what to expect from the Marvels. So that might be something interesting. And then there's this. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. This is a good trailer. I'm happy it balanced this with the kind of semi-comedy of the first one. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. Agreed. All right. Uh, should we uh, quickly jump into Nerdverse Customs? Let's do it. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Let me see your identification. This week, we're heading into the Star Wars sector of the Nerdverse. Okay, uh, here's my passport, Brian. I'm showing mm. eight, uh, eight, ooh, eight, like, sad little cells where I'll lay alone and wear an ugly <laughs> uniform that doesn't match anyone else's and not look suspicious at all. I love it. Uh, I have nine Commander Cody's. God, love our boy. What do you think of Bad Batch this week? I loved this episode. I was This episode was so needed for me. I absolutely devoured this episode of The Bad Batch. I truly loved it. I thought that stepping away from the good guys on The Bad Batch was nice. I'm happy we got a little bit of the other side of things. Also, it was a complete and utter mind fuck. Um, Why? Oh, because here we are. We're watching clones fighting droids on the reverse side. Mm-hmm. So watching the clones who we've been rooting for for seven seasons of Clone Wars plus three movies right. fighting the droids that we're usually against, this was totally flipped because now we're watching it from the clones perspective, but from the pers- but they're now fighting for the Empire and they're fighting against like leftovers from the separatists but the separatists are not like dooku led but they mentioned dooku dooku has a very like underlying like theme within all of this and uh 
I just thought that was a real mindfuck. But also, we're watching Commander Cody, who we know was the one like that shot at and thought we thought killed Obi Wan on Utapu um, in um, Utapau uh, in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Utapau. I always say Utapu. I don't know I why. Like um, but yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and that was just fascinating to watch because we don't know much of Cody's history post. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I thought Um, you'd like this one because there was a whole, it's starting to like creep in the, what happened to the old clones and then the new stormtroopers, like the end of an era. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely like, I love seeing more and more soldiers question more and more clones question the order and Mm -hmm. make their own choices and it was like and then freaking crosshair being a dick all the time um yeah one of my favorite so oh no what i wanted i just wanted to comment and like the clone stuff that was actually thinking back to the obi-wan kenobi show when we saw that clone kind of begging for money in the streets uh that like was one of my favorite moments it was just this little small thing that really tied a lot together that i really appreciated yeah, you you this is this I knew you were going to like this one. I um it really yeah, I feel like it had it for a while I was kind of like this is like not t- like telling me anything really, like the whole like the they were, the missions were happening and that was fine and we don't mm-hmm. see our our you know, our defected five, the bad batch themselves. Right. Um, with Omega the, the, the defective five. The defectors. <laughs> but it was like really emotional at the end and also like sad like murder murdery yeah because also because well we find out a couple of things during this episode that crosshair was basically on camino for over a month yeah 32 um, rotations i guess that's yeah what, what, however that actually is like that we'll consider that a month but i don't know camino's like how camino too time long works. to be stranded on like a flooded yeah. nothing <laughs> Um, so this was like a what was it? What did we say it was like four months or six months since the end of that? So he's been recuperating and recovering. Yeah. Um, so that was that's something we find out. Apparently there's a memorial wall. Like yeah. does that I, I'm interested, like, does that honor who does that honor? Like the clones? You know, I I I, I don't know, but I, I think so, maybe. I thought that it's was not fascinating. The Jedi, so it's yeah. gotta be the clones. Um I love that. Also, you talked about the transition from clone troopers to stormtroopers. Um, you also saw some new designs of helmets, yeah. which Especially was really interesting. End. Yeah. Um, and then um, what I what I what I liked about this episode is obviously you know we're seeing what what emotional significance order 66 had on these clones now that they're past it because they're still human beings um and it looked like did cody always have that scar on his forehead was that i don't know uh, i was like that's helpful the c for cody (laughs) but did they were did they were was that a chip removal i don't i don't know Um, i don't think it was a chip removal but i do think it's like a new that something because again it's really hard when it's played by the same voice actor mm -hmm. and they all look the same except for like the one-off different costume right right it's really hard to keep keep everything straight so i think that was helpful if i don't remember (laughs) it though before yeah but something else i really enjoyed was um what it relates to when uh, from the premiere so in the premiere um 
they they talk about the idea that like they're only doing heists. They're not actually helping people to take down the empire. Um, and I thought that this was interesting that like Cody's working for the empire and then leaves. And like, this is what the empire is doing. And, you know, there's that great scene between the, um, governor of the planet and, uh, the actual governor of the planet or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and when Cody and Crosshair are in the room and she's saying like, this is what's happening to all planets. Like if you don't like, like she really emotionally connected with um, uh, Cody who put down his gun. And then yeah. um, and when the, when the faux governor orders the kill for her and cross eye does it like that was just like very, 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 very heartbreaking. Yeah. How, and I loved about this episode is that he makes that comment. The, the, the Imperial officer at the end makes that comment where he says, like he says something to the effect of like, it's weird that like you're the common denominator for people defecting. You know what I mean? Like the bad batch mm-hmm. defected and, and you have Cody defecting. And what I saw that as is that these people, the, the bad batch and Cody are really struggling with the things that they they have become and what they've done and and what they were doing it for. And they get to witness Crosshair be unwavering in what he believes in. And they see the bad version of themselves. And so they, they like, Oh, I can't be that. I need to leave. Um, And, and, and Crosshair is that example of what they could turn into. However, I do think that in the end, Crosshair is going to um, be redeemed. Um, And I, I think so because like, I don't know. I've one, um, symbolically at the end, him wearing the darker uniform and walking the opposite way of all the stormtroopers was a gorgeous shot and symbolic, obviously. Um, yeah. but I, he also, the emotion on his face and in the voice acting was very much to me said, um, it just said a lot about, uh, you know, he's, he's questioning why he's even still there. Like he's a soldier, but he's questioning if he actually is a soldier anymore and who he is. And obviously he's trying to prove himself in this episode, but he's like, is it even worth proving anymore? Um, I, I, I thought that was all really, cause he was really disappointed when he wasn't working with commander Cody again. Yeah. And no one will sit with him at lunch. So he gets really lonely and he yeah. probably misses his friends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And yeah, there was some really pretty animation from like Gorgeous. scenery perspective this episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I hope you're right. You're probably right because it's Disney. Um, but man, it's making me really just not I, I doubt it constantly when Crosshair does this. There might just be that this chip is just like when it comes to being to following orders, he just like cannot say no. But he had and his then chip he removed. Gets mad afterwards. He said he removed his chip. I know. But and that's where they were all shocked. I know. Well, then the residue of like whatever friggin' is left from oh, the chip that residue. makes him the way he is. Yeah, the chip residue. You know, of the course, old chip of course. residue. Yeah. I just feel like it's just, it left a strength in there. I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't know either. Really sad. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have the other guys in there today or Omega, and it was totally fine. I really, really dug this episode. Me too. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, it's, it, do we know if it's important yet? No, but for someone who loves Clone Wars and Rebels, like 
I loved it. Yeah. Like, I know I talked about the first two episodes being, like, middle of the road and blah. And I was a little bit... They were kind of mid. They were. Yeah. But I was a little bit bleak about the rest of the season. But this episode really puts my faith back in the fact that, like, I think that this season is going to be more interesting than season one was. And I I enjoyed season one. Yeah. I mean, look, Omega's not Force-sensitive, and I... Was really hoping she was. Ugh, what did I mean? Yeah, I would missed have loved to opportunity. See that. I know, I know. Well, nerds, they are traitors like the Jedi. But we hope you had as much fun as we did, and we hope you'll join us next time in another corner of the Nerdverse. As a small universe in a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure that you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. We thank you so much for listening and for following along. Please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember... Good soldiers follow orders.